is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hi, guys. y'all. <laughs> Meet Stacey Harris. She is here with me. Um, we're going to do a series over the summer and into the fall of Soulful CEO themed podcast. And today is episode number 105 of the Better Life, Better Work show. And my life and my work got better when I hired Stacey Harris and Uncommonly More. And so we decided to come on and riff. So, Stacy, tell us who you be. Uh, I know that's very Stacy. <laughs> I mean, need I more introduction than that? Uh, I'm Stacy Harris. I'm the CEO of Uncommonly More. I Uncommonly More is a digital marketing agency that supports female leaders. We do podcast production, social media marketing, email marketing. Uh, strategy first always 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 i basically my team and i just get real cozy with our clients and we we help them get their brain out into the world uh in addition to that i uh hang out at my house a lot now you're a beach girl and a disney girl and you can't go to the beach or disney right now because of covid19 Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, so right now I'm not doing a whole lot, but usually I'm at the beach or at Disneyland. Uh, I'm getting my pilot's license. Um, yeah. I'm, you, a, I'm married. You, I have a husband. I have a child. Uh, they're great. And a convertible Mustang. I have a convertible Mustang that is the great love of my life right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... So, uh, I love working with Allison, and so I just will say whatever she tells me to say. We'll say more about love working with me. Let's just pile it on real quick. The thing I like most about working with you is you have an actual ability to just say what you're thinking, like just to remove the filter and just say the thing, which generally speaking, most people will like message me really like, I'm going to say this. And then they won't actually put that into the world. And it's frustrating because the things my clients say to me are often the thing that like the world most needs to hear. That's good. I appreciate that. I mean, sometimes I'm, um, confused by my own thoughts and my own lack of filter i was reminiscing on that or was it reminiscing it doesn't matter if it's the right word or not frankly it's the word i used um i was thinking about that this morning like who is the person i can't not be like it's part of my innate personality and thank god i did not like grow up in the victorian era or something some lady this morning called me out on she was like why why do you have to cuss so much when did that become cool and i just delete block I, I don't even need to respond but i totally had some sarcastic responses and on one level she's right and on the other hand it's because i just don't have a filter so here's what i want to do with you today at some point i will tell my story about working with you 
And because I do think it's helpful, but I also want to hear about your story because you have also not all. So Stacy is, um, I've been working with her since March of last year. Yeah. And um, so like we, we have our thing going in, even going in today and looking at my strategy, working with Callie, who's on your team, you integrated with my existing team members, even though y'all have some people. So I'll talk about that in a little bit because I have definitely stepped into more of my CEO-ness when I, I decided to hire you. And since I've hired you, uh, I also have brought on a chief operating officer, CEO Amber, this last year. And so I'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to hear about your journey from bootstrapping, doing it all yourself, to you becoming CEO, you becoming the Stacey Harris to Uncommonly More. I mean, you switched from individual model to agency. Yeah, so it really... Buckle up. It's a long story. Um, okay. Flashback to nine years ago. In fact, fun fact, Sunday, the episode, this, the day this episode actually goes live as a podcast is my entrepreneur anniversary. Um, I had my first official day as an entrepreneur, July 5th, 2011. Aww. And I had been doing Odesk for a little while um, because after having my son, he was about two, I missed the part of my brain that functioned when working, not even like talking to adults, just like a challenge to my brain that wasn't just crying really was what I was looking for. Uh, so I Googled something you should never Google, which is work from home, which is worse now than it was in 2011, but it was a terrible plan. But through that, I found a thing called virtual assistant. And so I started doing Odesk, which is now Upwork. Um, and I was like, I could do this. Why, why is Odesk taking some of my money? I can do this on my own. And so I did. I did the thing you're not supposed to do. And I pitched the clients that I already had through Odesk. I was like, hey, guys, if we take this, we cut out the middleman. This is what we can do. And they were like, cool, let's do it. And I started my business. Um, so July 5th, 2011 was my first day. And I was a virtual assistant, which mostly was because I had a lot of admin jobs before that, and I could do all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll see what this is about. And that was the start of my bootstrapping. Fast forward a few years, uh, I had learned things. We had closed on-demand virtual assistant, which is a terrible thing to name a business, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Think about so that, y'all. On-demand. You don't want, no. No on-demand to anything. kind of expectations. <laughs> um... I had shifted to a personal brand and I was the Stacey Harris, mostly because when I married my husband, I did not realize how popular the name Harris was. And the was how I could get a Twitter handle with my name in it, uh, which very quickly took on its life of its own. To this day, there are people who I am friends with who will refer to me as the Stacey Harris, all one word. <laughs> it, it, that's how you build a brand, guys. Uh, and I was I had hired a couple of VAs here and there, but I had never really actually delegated to them, which is something I could not admit to myself till about January of last year. <laughs> what I did is I micromanaged the Jesus out of them. And I also <laughs> didn't hire high level support. I hired people who um, I thought could get there instead of hiring people who could really stand in their expertise. Um, and I'm not saying don't hire potential. Like I'm all about like, hire people and train skill. Um, but 
they have to be like ready to walk with you. You cannot drag them to their potential. It's not allowed. Uh, and so I had had really not great experiences and I had realized that I didn't actually want to do the management of the strategies I was selling. So I was like, it's cool. I'll just be a personal brand and I'll just sell strategy and consulting. And I did that for a couple of years and it went really well. And my clients were all going like, but great. Could, could you do this though? Like, could, could you do the next step? Because they wanted my ongoing support, which is lovely. And so I decided that I was going to do something that I swore up and down. I would never fucking do. (laughs) And I launched an agency and that Mm -hmm. idea came to me in 2018. We officially opened the doors in January of 2019. Uh, You came on with us in March of 2019. Um, But the difference maker in that was Callie. I met Callie in December of 20. Well, I had met her sometime in 2018. And then in mine, December of mine, 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 mine. She's I yours forever. As she's yours forever. <laughs> we'll talk um, about Callie in a minute. You're her favorite, by the way. <laughs> uh, so we, I met Callie and I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Would you be interested? And she's like, Sure. And I was like, here's what I'm thinking. We can start here and I want it to go here. And she was my first experience really working with someone high level mm-hmm. because she was all about, yes, there were some things that she was like, I'm going to be learning from you. And I was like, cool. I don't mind. I'm all for like shaping my team and my image because I do think about things and approach things differently than most people in my field mm-hmm. do. Um, But the thing I love most about Callie and the thing I love most about the difference maker, I think, for me in high-level help and the kind of help I'd had here and there throughout the years was the ability to come up and be like, what do you think about this? We could do this. Or I really love when Callie brings me a problem because she also brings me a solution. Ding, 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 ding. It may not be the solution we end up using, but she does not just dump crap at my doorstep and be like, could you figure this out? And I think that for me was such a lesson. And really, I'm so grateful for it because honestly, I tripped and I fell, guys. This was not any sort of like (laughs) wonderful skill of mine in hiring. I tripped and I fell. Uh, Full disclosure, I stole her from someone we both know, Brandy Lawson, who is my best friend. Um, (laughs) She had worked with her and still worked with her, in fact, um, before me. And I was like, is she as cool as I think she is? And Brandy was like, yes, but you can't have her. And I went, watch me. And then I stole her. Um, But it's okay. We're still friends. I think that difference maker, though, that experience really helped inform everyone else we hired. A... Callie does the first round of meeting people and, and like getting a feel for people. So I run them through the Callie filter before they even get to me. (laughs) Um, But that, that, that experience, if you can find one high level person in any part of your life or business, it will help you figure out how to have more of them. It raises all the other tides and it yeah. does. I think, I think doing it wrong is a really valuable part of the process. You guys, 
you we have got to stop like recognize when we're doing it wrong oh this isn't working bye-bye and it's I wouldn't know how much I love you if I hadn't not done it right in the first place I wouldn't feel that oh my god this is what I needed if I hadn't done it wrong so yeah well and I think for me a lot it it it's interesting because so many of my SOPs, so many of my interview, like when I actually, the three people I interview at the end of the hiring process after Callie's been through them, the questions we ask them to email as part of their application are all born from terrible experiences I had. Sure. They're all born from like what went terrible. I think that's part of the process of becoming you know, a solepreneur to use that word soul because soulful success, ha ha ha. But to becoming a CEO and a CEO is a, that, that used to bother me. And then I realized, Oh, it's not a position. It's a mindset shift. And so I had written down, even before we talk, there's a difference between somebody who can just implement, somebody can execute a task and that's fantastic unless you need them to also use their brain. So strategy versus implementation. I call them the button pushers. And I love button pushers. Button pushers are great. I don't want to push buttons. Mm -hmm. We're going to have somebody on my team who's going to be a button pusher. I need somebody above them telling them what buttons to push and communicating with me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I, I cannot run this company and spend my day making sure the buttons get pushed. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I think, I think so often we think about implementers and strategists as an either or. And in reality, mm-hmm. both because both right. do their best when we keep them in their skill set, in their right. sort of zone of genius, as the cliche goes. And I think that so, so, so often we run into situations and I know I run into this with, with clients, prospective clients who tell me, oh yeah, well we had a VA and we just never got results online. I was like, great. So what was the strategy? Like, did they have any documents I can read over? And they're like, oh, well they just like posted to Facebook twice a week. I'm like, cool. That's not a strategy. <laughs> and it's great if you want to have somebody do that for you. If you want to have somebody implement your social for you or your podcast stuff for you, but only if you're also either doing the strategy on your own or working with someone who's doing that and giving it to the person who's doing that scheduling. And I think so often, I, this is one of the things that irritates me most about the virtual assistant space because it can mean so many things and those skill sets can be so vast. Oftentimes in the online business space specifically, we decide we're going to hire one VA and we're going to make she or he do 837 things instead of being, I'm going to hire six people to do these 837 things, but they're going to be in their skill sets. Mm-hmm. And we, we try and cheat and be like, Oh, so I hired a VA. That means they can do everything. And that's not fair. It's not fair to us as the person hiring. It's not fair to the VA who you hired, um, you know, hire for expertise, hire for what they do, whether that's implementing or strategy, hire for expertise. That's the biggest difference for me in how I feel about having people on my team is I, I can absolutely trust that everything's getting done and everything's getting done right because they're all working within the thing they not only do best, but like best. 
which is just my clear. Well, that's how I ended up with you. I ended up with you before this, but how it really helped me get into my willingness to be uncomfortable. Um, my clients, I was talking about growing and all this other stuff. And my clients were like, Frank Sinatra doesn't move pianos. And it just hit me. And I was like, oh, move pianos. And then actually a couple of weekends ago, I was watching Becoming with Michelle Obama. And at one point she talks about, she goes, I never get to see behind the house because she's always doing the, the front of stage. And in the past, you know, when we're doing it all ourselves, we're doing behind the scenes, we're moving the piano, we're tuning the piano, we're planning when the piano gets to perform, <laughs> we're doing all the things. And so we can't put that energy into our best things. So I began to imagine what would it look like. And whenever I would think about marketing, now I love social media, I've got my course, Share Your Heart, Show Your Work, teaching people how I intuitively built a business and a brand by sharing your heart, showing your work. But what was missing was the strategy. I did not know that because, so this, this is how I realized I needed marketing. That term didn't register with me because I had quote hired marketing before they did a good job. They put me into their, their plan. Um, and it was okay, but it didn't quite feel aligned. They were very skilled and it didn't quite feel aligned. And I was at a conference and I saw this man who was, had traveled to Austin for this conference and he had a videographer with him. And the video, so when I looked this guy online, I saw it was kind of like Gary V, right? Like Gary V, follow, somebody follows him with a video and captures the stuff he says. And I was like, ooh, a producer. That's what I need, a producer. And he kept calling him his producer. He was also the camcorder guy, but he was like his producer. I was like, that's what I need, someone to produce, someone to follow me around and produce me. And I can't even remember how it, oh, I know what it was. <laughs> I know exactly what it was. So when I joined Brave, the very first week, I got an email that was a recap, totally stole that idea. And we do it with my clients now, a recap of everything that had gone on in the Facebook group that week. And I saw that email and I was like, ooh. And I told my friend Heidi, who has also been on the podcast before, I was like, Heidi, I love this group. Look at that email. And she goes, yeah, you need to meet Stacey Harris. She wrote that. You're going to hire her. <laughs> and that's what I was like. I just trusted Heidi because she said that you had done that process. And all of a sudden, my brain starts clicking. And so when I talk to you, when I think marketing, I would always think implementation. I wasn't thinking strategy. And so I, when I'm talking to my clients, I try to always say that Stacy and her team produce my brain strategically um, because I don't feel like marketing, I feel like that word is too diluted to explain what you do. And we can all hire a social media marketing manager and they schedule and push the button. But you, when I, y'all, <laughs> trust me, you want to have a document like I have a document? You want to invest in a document? Now, here's the thing. You, at the time, I don't know what you do now, but at the time, it was like you can either have done for you, you can have come every quarter and we'll figure this out in 90 days. And I was like, fuck that, done for you. Here's the check. 
And you also, you guys listen to me and all this other stuff. And when she's done, she's like, this is the start of it. Before I finish it, let's make sure we're on the right track. And all of a sudden, for a creative brain like me and a verbal processor and sharing on social media, it was clear to me that you and your team had gone through everything I've ever done, past and current, You had talked to me about where I was going. And now all of a sudden, I can see the recipe for profit versus throwing spaghetti at the wall. And you guys, spaghetti at the wall works to help you figure out what you want. But at some point when you know what you want and you're wondering why you're not getting it, it's because you're still throwing spaghetti at the wall. That was some really good copy right there. <laughs> and so um I told my clients the other day this is actually real time. I had done a podcast. I sent it off. I felt a little insecure about it and I had the document up in there. And no sooner than I had I loaded it. Callie, I could see the little C on my Google document. I could tell she was listening to it and she was taking notes in the actual document. So all of a, for the first time in a year, I actually see Callie's process. And so I was explaining this to my clients. It was like, y'all, somebody doesn't just post something because I'm always talking about how Callie writes me. My, I get emails that say, First of all, there's no typos in this. Second of all, um, they they tell me like, I'm really feeling your emails and your, you know, I just get all these compliments and that's all Callie, but she's not writing Callie. She's writing as if I, she's using colloquialisms that I use. She's using slang that I use. She's literally producing my brain so that my brain can love my people and create new content. And then she distributes it in all the proper places. And each piece that is distributed is a part of a little choo-choo train that at the end of that choo-choo train is cash. So that was another distinction I made. And I tell my clients now too, I said, if you're making your first hire, I want you to do your own button pushing Because I think a lot of people will hire a button pusher first. I want you to hire strategy that leads to profit and you do behind your scenes. So I actually hired Amber is way more than a button pusher. And right now she is both strategy and pushing buttons. And at some point when the revenue goes up, we will hire an assistant for her to push buttons and she will continue to help me think. But Pushing buttons is the last thing to be delegated. Nobody ever told me that. And so I would always be frustrated that I would spend the money, but it wasn't making money. And then I had to have the conversation like, I love having your help, but it's not making me any money. So I need to cancel it. That's the big revelation that I've had in the last year and working deciding to go, well, here's the other thing. I went full pro with the, with the marketing company and I really like those gals and they're really talented. And if I were to work with them again in the same capacity, I would know more about what I want and what I need and what's a yes for me. Um, but with them, I decided to go all in on a massive project. And then working with you, I decided to go all in. Neither was wrong. This fits better with me. 
And I now can see why that didn't work for me. It wasn't that they didn't work for me because <laughs> they did a great job. It just wasn't what I needed. One of the things I love that you, that I, I hold dearly that you said early on, I think you said it in brave or something, but after I delivered the strategy, you said, instead of me putting you in a box, I gave you a box to stand on. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. love I, I talk about that a lot with clients now when I talk about why the strategy, because here's the deal. Every other sales call I get in, they go, well, I have a strategy already. So I, ju- I really just need ongoing service. <laughs> and I go, great, awesome. Hire somebody else because <laughs> we don't do that. If you're going to work with us, you're going to start with a strategy and you still totally have the two options. You can do 90 days or you can do 12 months. I highly recommend 12 months um, because it takes time for the ball to really start rolling. Yes, always. Um, but it's, it's, I talk so often about the fact that here's the deal. I'm not, I don't have a strategy already built for you that we're just going to give you. I'm going to go very lovingly with minimal amounts of creepy stalk you on the internet (laughs) until I can crawl in your brain. Callie and I have this conversation all the time when, when, and I'll be honest, I don't create any social content anymore. Callie does it. But when I did it, I was like, I can't do more than one client's day a day because mm-hmm. here's the deal. I will have an identity crisis because I'm literally becoming another person for a few hours while I'm like, method oh. acting, method acting. <laughs> Callie's like, I thought I was crazy. I was like, no, you cannot do six clients. This is one of the reasons we work the way we work with clients is when we do not have very many clients who we work with the way we work with you because we can't, we would go crazy because you're always sort of switching into that other. And we have docs like voice guides and things like this that say things like we say y'all, we don't start sentences with so. Um, <laughs> some of the other ones we've had for people, it's like we never use but. Um, uh, we don't, uh, there, we have clients who don't use should or shouldn't. Ever. Mm-hmm. So we have those things documented in our, on our side, but it is, it's a bit of like an identity crisis, but that building a strategy and, and, and stepping into the voice you've already created is how this works because I can, especially people who are more creative, who are more um, personal brands, who are more sort of value and soul focused. When I try and shove you into the perfect seven step formula to get clients, everything about what works for you energetically, everything about what works for you and your business shuts the fuck down. Right. <laughs> it will not work. Well, that's what, um, as you're talking, I'm, I'm really even feeling it's not just because it works that I'm happy to pay a higher fee, but that's the difference. You know, this is called getting high level support. So you can get support you can, and you can get great support, but high level support is part of what I'm paying for. We've never even really talked about this is that Callie isn't trying to be 18 brains at once. Right. And so it's not just her strategy. It's not just her skill, but I'm also paying for a certain portion of her energy. (laughs) If you think about it. Well, yeah. And so that's worth it to me 
to not bump up against, um, I don't want to be in a cattle call of help. Um, I, so I think that just the distinction between help and really high level help is, it is all those things. It's implementation, it's strategy, it's, it's emotional and logistical embodiment of your, you know, of the person you're working with. And it really does leverage me to do the stuff. I I, I don't remember what day, but I remember waking up one day and kind of going, Oh, I really need to post something on Instagram and I don't feel like it. I'm kind of depressed. And I pull up Instagram and there's part of my plan being implemented. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's exactly what I would have posted if I had been in a better mood. And it was done for me. And what I love is that y'all don't completely erase and replace me. We do this together. We integrate. I guess podcast people cannot see my little finger gesture overlapping. <laughs> um, so I want to, while we're talking about plan, before we move on, so hold your next thought. I actually want to tell the audience, give them a snippet of my actual plan. Okay. This is super secret stuff that people don't talk about. I'm excited. Um, so we have, we've had like... In my plan every week, there's ideas to talk about that head in a direction. I don't even know what the last six months, what our direction was. I think we had some stuff about Camp Starheart and then COVID hit. And so we we adjusted. And just because it says talk about this in the plan, um, you know, I can I always pop in with something. Last month was really heavy for me. And... I looked back in Facebook memories every year. June is heavy for me and July 1st, I'm back. So I thought that was funny. But what we had planned was so we had Camp Starheart in May. And then in my marketing calendar is rest, serve, and play mm-hmm. for May and June. And July, we start ramping things back up and we start the conversation around Soulful CEO. Now, A, I'm excited to talk about Soulful CEO. I'm excited about becoming more of a Soulful CEO. Rachel Rogers having a million dollar month was so damn ex- inspiring to me yesterday. That was so fun to see. And I was like, Allison, honor your business. And so what, what y'all don't see is that there are Soulful CEO podcasts on the calendar to be recorded so that at the end of the summer, two things are going to happen. One, we're going to open up the doors to Soulful Success and you will have gotten all this amazing gift content that will be like, oh my God, I want to be a Soulful CEO and you're going to join my membership. And right now you're going to go to alisoncrow.com no, coachwithallison.com, and you're going to sign up to be on the wait list so that you don't miss it. And then what's going to happen is in the fall around October, we're going to start talking about high achievement so that I fill my high-level mastermind that we start selling in actually February or March. I've never thought so far ahead in my whole life. But what I love is that I'm not waking up going, oh, I need to sell something. Wham, bam, bam. I'm actually able to do what I believe in, which is serve before the sale. And now the plan, this is all Stacy's brain, not my brain. I look at the plan and I go, oh, that's how you do it. And it feels so supportive. It's like, I, when I want to think independent of the plan, I have full permission and space. Yes. And when 
And then I just follow the plan. And then people just keep signing up and it becomes systematic and regular. Well, and what I love is what you're saying about, it's sort of like we talked about with social, like it's not one, it's not either or. You want to go get on the wait list because here's the deal. Allison could very well wake up one day and be like, you know what? We should open it just this weekend. Let's just send an email with Sunday and we'll close it Tuesday. I just want to, you know, let's, let's see. And so you could end up in soulful success in August or later in July. And so when you're putting at, when you're looking ahead and you go, Hey, I know we're doing this then, but like, let's just see if anybody, mm-hmm. I feel like somebody needs to come in today. Let's open the doors today. And you can, it doesn't yeah. have to be that you're imprisoned by your plan. And these are the only things you can do. No, having a plan means that even when you're not feeling super creative and inspired stuff still happens and you're still moving towards the goal. And this is something even I, who does this regularly for clients, you know, we, were, we started this talking about my own sort of journey with high level help. And one thing mm-hmm. I didn't talk about was we do a lot of podcast production. We produce several shows. My show was the last show for me to hand off to the editor on our team. I kept editing my show up until like last fall. <laughs> Legit. He, because I could. It, it was... I have a degree in audio engineering. It's literally the easiest part of my job. And so (laughs) I kept doing it. But do you want to know yesterday when I recorded, I batched three episodes in 90 minutes. I was very proud of myself. I remain very proud of myself, which is why I had to tell you that I had achieved that. (laughs) But being able to just record and then hand them off to Lori, who is our podcast editor, I won't touch them again. Mm -hmm. Ever. They'll just go out frequently. I'm like, oh, hey, that show came out today. Great. In fact, Sunday or last, this Tuesday's episode came out. And I remembered, oh, shit, I have to record more episodes because that was the last one I did. Um, but that, <laughs> that relief of that means when I, instead of thinking about, oh, I need to do, I can think about, oh, hey, what's possible? And that lesson is something I learn over and over and over and over again, even as somebody who does that for our clients. And so I think one thing I want us to really remember, in addition to this being something that supports us and allows us to be really present, is in doing this, we actually have the space to have these creative ideas and be really present And we have to keep remembering that that's what happens because our instinct will be always to put our hands back on the wheel, to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I could do, or, oh, well, I should do, or, oh, well, it's just, it's not that hard. Right. And so I think snapshotting for yourself, those moments where you go, oh, I'm so glad that happened, or oh, hey, this is Mir. Oh, hey, I was able to think, you know, Callie sent me a message the other day because I had been uh, visioning for 2021. I had a whole list of ideas for her in Slack. And she was like, I love when you have time to think about the business instead of just client stuff. And I was like, I know so much cool stuff comes out of it. It's because that. Well, it's because that's the thing is like, it's because of the invisible support when that's taken care of, we don't get in overwhelm. Do you know how much energy it takes just to be in overwhelm? And then it takes even more to get out of overwhelm. And so when somebody else is helping you think, 
being your bumpers and being your executors once you get used to it. So it takes a little muscle memory, but now I'm used to it now. Uh, I'm used to it now. And so it's like, I sit down at my desk. I don't have to worry about any of the to do's. All these things are happening. And then all of a sudden there's energetic space and the ideas start coming. And then, then it's like, Oh, this is going to be easy to implement because I'm asking who can I, who can help me implement it? Instead of how am I going to implement it? So I called and left uh, Brandy of Oxer and was like, do you do websites? You know, I know you, she does stuff behind, but do you also build them? Because we're about to redo all this too. Like I finally saw the vision and I knew it was coming, but I had to get out of my own emotional COVID overwhelm. That, that, that created a little constipation. But getting out of that all of a sudden, because I'm not having to implement all these other things, now I, I can see and execute efficiently. And efficiency, I know efficiency and systems don't feel sexy to soulful people and don't feel sexy to creative people at the beginning. Bill, if you can hear this, he's always like, there's a system for everything. I am starting to see that efficiency creates sustainability and sustainability creates more space for more creativity. There is no overwhelm and burnout. Send the angels down now. Yeah. That's why efficiency (laughs) is my word of the year this year. Um, That's because I chose expansion last year and it almost killed me. Let me be honest. It almost straight up burned me. Um, Yeah, but you did. You know, you talk about the sort of the COVID fuzz and I... So I always, I'm a planner. It's a shocker to everyone who's listened up until this point. I'm a planner. And I generally spend June and July of the current year planning the next year. So June and July for me are usually cool. What's 2021? What's 2020? What's, what is in the future? I was having the straight up hardest time this year um, because I literally couldn't see the end of the week. And that day I was talking about where Callie was like, I love when you have this. I had decided I was just going to play with what, what could I do next year? Like I was like literally Googling things, actually clicking on Facebook ads that were really poorly targeted. Um, <laughs> just exploring uh, what was possible. And I ended up sending her a whole list. And here's the best part. She went into Monday, which is what we use for project management. And she created a board called big ideas and she organized all of our ideas and she's actually project managing <laughs> all of that so that when we meet for our regular meetings and she can go, Hey, do you still want to do this? I can go, no, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. <laughs> or I can go, Oh yeah. So what does that look like? And she goes, cool. I need you to do blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this. So-and-so on the team is going to do this. And guess what guys, we're going to roll out some really cool things this year that I had been planning and visioning for next year. Because there's actually someone to walk with me and full disclosure, kind of lead me (laughs) to the actual execution of my creativity Mm -hmm. because we have systems and structures in place for those ideas to go somewhere. And that only happens when you start embracing high level help for sure. People who can show up and be like, cool, yeah, let's do it. Um, But also having that support of the system. The system, again, is not meant to continue. It's meant to support you. It is there for you. You are not accountable to it. It is accountable to you. I love that. 
I think that's something that creative, you know, us high I Enneagram seven type, um, you know, we can seem kind of flighty. We have really creative ideas, but sometimes our feet get off the ground. And sometimes when our feet are on the ground, we feel constrained. And it has been a skill. This is a soulful CEO skill. If we, if, you know, I was like, oh, I need to learn how to build websites. I can learn how to build websites. Oh, I need to do this. I'll learn how to do it. And so I was like, why do I quit saying I have a hard time hiring help instead of I'm willing to learn how to have it? And so even talking about this today, I realize, okay, I'm ready for, for teaching myself with Amber the next level of allowing her to lead me. So I'm totally getting off this podcast recording and I'm making a big idea board for Amber and I'm going to let her organize my ass <laughs> because she has. Now, here's the thing. Yes, she actually does some behind the scenes technical and executes a few things, but she has those skills and hello, I, I always teach my clients, who can we get to execute this for us? Who's really good at it? And um, if that means you have to do your own laundry and clean your own house, I love having a housekeeper. But there are certain things like if you've got to budget your money, get somebody that's going to help you profit and you do your own laundry. <laughs> anyway, I, I love this concept. And what's fun is I've seen since I've made this shift... And especially since I've gotten confident in the shift. So at the beginning, it was a new muscle, but I feel like one of those badasses actually walking into the gym. That's not real analogy. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, but I feel like, I feel like one of those badasses that, that has, has a good start of, of what this could be like, but I'm watching my clients hire help. I'm watching them hire, um, copywriting help. I'm watching um, them hire some marketing strategy and marketing implementation. Um, I talked to a client one day, I, th I may have shared this before, and he was like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take this class on habits. It's $6,000. And I was like, what habit do you need to have? And he's like, well, I'm not doing this, this and this. And I was like, why don't you hire somebody to do that for you for $6,000 and you just keep being an amazing coach and his brain exploded and he hired somebody and now they're on retainer with him working to help him implement his voice. And I think that that is, um, you know, can be for my audience, one of these traps that we get into. It's like, oh, if I take the next if I look at so-and-so's business plan and if I look at, uh, if I just sign up for this funnel program and do all this. So one of my clients, this was really fun. One of my super high level, massive, biggest audience of any of my clients ever, bigger than all of our audiences put together, frankly, has built, took offline business completely online so she could be with her family Um She's like you, she has the skills. I mean, this woman cranks out content and then somebody in her family gets sick. And I was like, dude, you're hiring somebody. And she's like shaking because she, ugh. and then all of a sudden I was like, you don't have to build the funnel. And she was like, oh my God, I'm going to hire the girl who taught the funnel class that I just took <laughs> to do the funnel for me. And last night she sent her new funnel and it's glorious. And it's very much my client, Diane Black with the Doodle Institute. And what I love is very much like the way you guys put lifted my me up on the box. 
this person did it for her. And she's like, oh my gosh. And she's hired two or three people since we started in the um, Spark and Hustle Mastermind in May. She's hired two or three high level people. And she told me the other day, I don't think she'll mind me sharing this. I think she's actually very proud of it. She's like, I'm riding my bicycle for an hour and a half every single day. And she, you know, she's got three kids at home. She's got a husband who just had surgery at home. She's running this gazillion dollar business, taking care of all these clients. And she's like, I'm riding my bicycle. It's the thing I do for me. No technology, nothing in my ears, just do, 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 do on her little bicycle because she hired the expert instead of made herself learn how to do it. And that's what I want to see my clients do. They're so smart. We can always bootstrap it. But at some day, here's my cheesy little story. Someday, if we're constantly bootstrapping, we're always bending down to hold the straps of our boots instead of standing up straight and walking forward and, and being bold and proud. And so for the first time, I mean, I've always had the vision, but for the first time, I feel the backbone of the vision that I have is possible. I love that. I guess it's time to spend more money. Let's do it. But, but spending um, money, this is spending money now makes money. Every money I spend, it brings in money. Well, and, and and I think, you know, we sort of flew past a little bit earlier, like throwing spaghetti at the wall is mm-hmm. is kind of how you figure things out. Honestly, the, the reason I can tell you who I want to work with now is because I worked with really terrible people, both on the client side and the team side. <laughs> I screwed it up both ways, guys. Um, and I think, you know, we have people come to us all the time. We're like, hey, we want you to build us a strategy. And I go, I can't. You don't have any data. You You have no numbers. So... I think so often we think I have to wait until I have that high level help or till I can afford that high level help to do anything. No, no, no. Choose, there's seasons. Maybe right now it's booking, uh, you know, this is why I have my one hour calls and my half days still available mm-hmm. because sometimes it's booking an hour with someone coming. I love it. People come in ready. They have a list of questions. They're like, I need to know this. And I'm like, cool. Get whatever you need to make you some money to get to the next thing you need. If you don't have any data yet, book a call with somebody and say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. What direction would you recommend? And then take imperfect action, full steam ahead towards it. Book another call and say, okay, here's my data. What would you suggest now? And go again and get yourself there. But I think investing in, as you said, the strategy and pushing your own buttons and being willing to take imperfect action are how you get to a place where you can say what you just said, where you're said, I can feel the vision actually coming around me. I can actually see where that is. I can step into it. It comes from sort of screwing things up and just failing forward, just fail forward. One of the things that's been in my podcast um, plan that I I keep moving is talking about the distinction between launch, growth, and achievement. And so today, we're really talking about growth to achievement and achievement reinvention people. Um, It's not relevant for launch. Launch, you want a good strategic and mindset coach 
then you want to start implementing sharing your heart, showing your work, uh, selling clients, sharing your heart, showing your work, selling your stuff. It can be messy. It can, that's where, that's where you gather the data in launch phase. Yep. Generally launch takes one to three years. And I've seen so many people that will start with their business card and their $10,000 website. And then as soon as it's all done, they've changed their mind about what they want to do. And so, yes, today I am specifically speaking to people that are, already have some wheels turning, already have some income. Um, you know, you may be getting, when you're, when you're in launch, bootstrapping is really fun. You're, you're motivated by the newness of it. And then at some point, the newness wears off and you're fucking tired and you feel like quitting. And it's because you don't have high level help. And you thought that having the VA alone would help. So yeah, they took some task off your plate every once in a while bill's like why aren't you uploading stuff to the back of your website no (laughs) Um, everybody wants to hand off their inbox here's the deal (laughs) if it's a waste of your time it's also a waste of your money to pay somebody else to delete emails (laughs) that's so true and that's like the first thing everybody wants to outsource is like i just need someone to manage my inbox i'm like how does managing your inbox make you money you know, it's so funny because I, I, I need to do it. I'm not paying someone else to do it. That's a good idea. I should take that off Amber's plate because I still go in and look at everything anyway. That's time she could spend doing something else. Well, that is time she could. You know what's fun? So what she did this time is she did my entire Camp Star Heart contract, hotel, all that stuff. All I did was sign and, you know, I looked over it, but she and was like, okay, that was new for me. I'm used to having my hands and I haven't even talked to the new person. And there was a staff change in the middle of all that contracting. And, and then I was like, okay, that, you know, at first I was like, do we have the contract? And I had a little, like, I was just a little panic. And then I, she was like, actually, it's in your inbox, this, 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 and this. And when it was all done, I was like, oh my gosh, that energetic loop is closed. And I didn't, the only finger I lifted was in worrying, which was wasted because I've hired high level help that I don't have to worry about screwing that stuff up. So um, we're coming up on, I could talk to you forever and I've been so looking forward to this. I want to ask you my couple questions and then we'll talk about how people can find you, get a hold of you. I want to ask you my two questions. Um, since when this is the Better Life, Better Work show, what is one tip you have off the top of your head for Better Life? Oh, oh, um, pay attention to yourself. Meaning? Um, my, so <laughs> this is where I always tell the story that people, some people get uncomfortable and some people love. My mom taught me very early that anything in life can be conquered if your bra and underwear match. Very and nice. it is a symbol of prioritizing myself at this point. Like, I know that if, if top and bottom, everything's, everything goes together. I can do absolutely everything that day. And it's a silly, stupid little thing, but it's how I start every day being about me. I like that. My version is my bed is made. I'm not the last yeah. one out of my bed. So, and honestly, yeah. if I was the last one out of my, I'm, I'm just going to get back in it later. I'm just late. <laughs> but that's my, I, I didn't used to. And that's my, yeah. but that's the same energetic thing. What's one tip for better work? Have a plan have a plan it doesn't have to be the whole plan it doesn't have to be 10 years but know what you're doing today know what you're doing this week and know why you're doing them 
This week, I will, I got to give you credit. I give my, my, I tell my clients almost every single week, whenever they have a business question. And I just told them this week about the story when I heard you in, um, I can't Palm Desert or wherever the heck we Palm Springs and impromptu went to one of your former clients was having a retreat and you answered, you led this whole high level conversation. These women were blown away with what are you selling? Who are you selling it to? And what ways will you sell it? And so what I love is that learning that from you has helped me simplify. And I turned around and have the same. And I say, we're having the Stacey Harris conversation. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? And I, I, yours might be slightly different. I say, what are the ways we're selling it? We say, how um, are you selling it? Yeah, I try to stay away from how for my brain. And then I also am starting to bring in Tara's, I don't even know what all her, a purpose, a plan, and does it profit? <laughs> and and so, Process is the other P for Tara. Oh, process. Yeah. <laughs> She's got four Ps, yes. But with the COVID stuff, we've talked about like right now, a 90-day plan feels really overwhelming. And so we're like, let's literally, let's just three things this week. We call them solely know their three, three inner work and three outer work. And if you just do those three inner and three outer, you will win your entire week. And if you do it again next week and for 52 weeks, you'll win the damn year. Yep. So, and that's my, those three questions are my have a plan. I will, if ever I feel like I'm spinning. What am I selling? Who am I selling it to? How am I selling it? If I can, because if I can do that, if I can figure that out, I can make money. And if I can make money, I will get myself back on track. <laughs> and isn't it fun making money? I love money. Money is my favorite thing. I love money too. We share that together. It's okay, so it's shaped in the form of a convertible Mustang in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So fun. So you can find Stacy Harris at the Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y Harris on Instagram. Her website is uncommonlymore.com. Are you on Facebook? Yeah. We're uncommonly more or the Stacy Harris. Absolutely everywhere. Um and the yeah. podcast is uncommonly more oh, with Stacey Harris. The, the, the podcast too. I love listening to your podcast too. You're, um, yeah. you, you are a good example of how I like just to be you in podcasting. And so, yes, not only marketing and strategy, digital marketing and strategy, but also podcast production. You have a new um, mini course, I think five sessions on how to get started on a podcast. I know a lot of people um, with Stacy's help, my podcast is already starting to bring me clients. It's kind of fun. It's like, oh, where did you hear about me? Because I don't know them. I heard you on a podcast, some random episode. Yep. So any, anything else you want to say before we uh, clock out? No, thanks for having me. It was fun. I love talking to you. I like talking to you too. I told uh, Stacy behind the scenes because I'd had kind of a hard week. Um, we did find out that somebody in our family had COVID and just all the stress was like, oh, like just let it melt. And so getting back together and yesterday I was putting some stuff and I saw Stacy on the calendar and I got, I just got lighter and excited. And so not only are you good at what you do, but you're so fun to have in my life. Thank you for blessing me and my audience um, with your humor and intelligence and we'll see you online. Thanks. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and get on my wait list. Cause she's right. I'm totally going to probably pop open a weekend and you're going to want to become a solely before sooner rather than later. And that's at coachwithallison.com. P.S. Share this episode. 
tag a friend, shout out on Facebook, leave a review, something good. Love you guys. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.